this is it. Episode 18 is finally here. Yeah, after much uh, delay, we were uh, London-based. Yeah, it was, yeah. so for a moment, there was not even a podcast studio because it was in transition. Everything right, was in yes. transition. But now we're in a new studio. It's it's set up pretty nice right now. I'm quite liking it. So it's uh, we got the Star Wars metal placards back up for yep. the uh, for the movies. Kylo Ren behind you. Got a, we got Vault Tech. Yes, yes. Uh, we got some Zelda well, Link. Obviously. Yeah, some of the coolest stuff that I didn't get to put up. I did mount my Star Wars issue number one to the wall. Yes, you did. Uh, that was yeah, actually, actually that was nice. Actually, that was actually a Christmas gift from uh, Casey when we did a gift exchange right? one year. Yeah. Oh. Probably one of the coolest gifts nice. ever. Love it. Actually, the guy I was just talking about, uh, whose name is Nick, mm. which is going to have no context for anyone listening to this, <laughs> friend, so everyone now knows, Yeah, gave me for a secret Santa and just happened to figure out a way to get me this gift was a the first copy of the new Han, Han Solo comic series. Oh, but nice. It was, but it was a special edition. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe was it? Is it the new Poe po series? But Han is on the special edition. Did company. that? Did that series just come out? Uh, last year. So last year. Yeah. So it was last year around Christmas. He ends up getting me this uh, special edition cover issue one. Yeah. Thing in like a nice package. Amazing. Yeah, that's no, great. I've got it, I've you got to take it up stashed. to a comic shop then, and then they can do. There's there's comic shops that do the ratings, and then you just got to get the case for it. Okay. So like this obviously is is already vintage. This one, so the one you have would be about a year old. But this one, yeah, it's definitely yeah. No, vintage. that one's uh, yeah, that one's old. That's like the old concept art for Vader. yeah, yeah. That's not even like that's not even like proper how Vader looked or the X. Yeah, what was like, the what was the actual month that released? Because I thought it released in seventy seven, July. Uh, so I think it released basically the month the movie came out. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah, it actually has the whole thing, but talking about how like a film that's just come out, kind of. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So back then, it wasn't so fully realized yet, or maybe somebody was drawing it that hadn't seen the film. I don't know. Well, they probably would have gone off of concept art, and yeah. obviously they hadn't really seen the actors yet. Who's sitting tell. behind Han on his, or I'm sorry, behind Luke on his left? On his left, that's Obi Wan. Is Obi Wan shooting a blaster? No, he's got this. He's got the saber out to the side, and it looks like it's actually not like the blue. It's but... red. They all there. So Luke is holding a red lightsaber. Yeah. And so is Obi Wan. So we're talking about the Star Wars uh, number one comic book that came out in 1977 by Marvel. By Marvel, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it is a Marvel comics group. Yeah. yeah. Wild. So <laughs> interesting how everything comes back around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. So I'll post a picture of that maybe on the, uh, or a link to it in the description or something so people can take yeah. a look at what we're talking about yeah, here. Yeah, but enough about that, though. Like, what have you been playing? Let's, let's uh, dive right into that. Yeah, so what I've been playing is still a lot of, so similar to last time, a lot of cellular games, which I'm not particularly proud of. Um, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, but it, there's, they're kind of addictive, right? And then what I actually ended up doing is I was listening to a retrocast. Uh, I don't know if you ever listened to Retronauts. Um, so, I actually listened to. I think two or three. Yeah, so not, it's a, not not regularly. No. Yeah, so it's a lot of the guys who used to do like EGM and OneUp.com, yeah, and and yeah. so so but like Jeremy Parrish has been in the industry for a long time. Yeah, follow the EGM. And they they do like really detailed breakdowns on like one game or one series or even a console, for instance, at, at various points. Yeah. And uh, so they did a episode on Final Fantasy V, and I realized nice. that I have I have the anthology on PlayStation One. Yeah. Never played Final Fantasy V on that. Oh, so yeah. and I thought about well I could download it for an emulator, but what I ended up doing instead was getting the updated version on Android. So from Play Store, and I've been playing Final Fantasy V 
on my phone, as well as still some more Octopath on the Switch. Oh yeah, have you gotten much farther in uh, Octopath? No, not much further well, at you've all. You've been busy. Like, yeah, I yeah. So the reason why we're behind a week. Not, yeah, you know, I'm not blaming you. It's just well, to give uh, a context, it is my fault. <laughs> so yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You were moving. So we were moving, and then sort of getting the house ready. We're having a baby soon. Uh, here, like soon, soon. Yeah, soon, soon. Like as in, like uh, could pop at any minute. At yeah, point. like yeah. I think I know, man. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, That's yeah. Nuts. So I have we'll have a, a a little a little girl Jedi here. Uh, so there there's a possibility that Alex may disappear for a week or two. Uh, if so, give him some grace there. But, yeah, yeah. But we we will be continuing. We'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, in in yeah. the new the new studio the new house. I'm just giving you a, I'm giving you a safety net. That's yeah, it. I appreciate it. Well, no, I'll take I'll take the moving thing as the safety net because at that point we just didn't have like yeah. it was completely destroyed in here, right? Right. So, yeah. No. Totally. Yeah. Now it actually looks like a room. It, yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, so we got the new digs going on here. We're still living in uh, Windsor, so that's uh, that's been the the focal point for all things Rona Geek for for many years, and will continue to be years. for many more. So pretty exciting. All all the however many months of a year. Yeah, 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 yeah. all like all fifteen, sixteen months a year. So yeah, we're, it's gonna be really entertaining when we get to um, anniversary one. That'll yeah, be, that'll be a like a test. Too. That'll be like April. I think it was like April ish when we started. It was, we'll look at our first upload. Yeah, it was it was a few weeks before. Yeah, I'll have to take a look. It was a few weeks before, because um, episode five was the Avengers episode. Yes. Yeah, so it would have been the yeah, first week of April, I think. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Sweet. Well, hopefully, hopefully, I know we're not going to get like 50 episodes a year, but hopefully we get within striking distance in the first year. Yeah. So I'm thinking like 45-ish. Yeah. So if we're, if we're doing so. good. And uh, and obviously the quality is getting better and better. So I was thinking I might end up taking down the original few episodes, like the first three maybe, because uh, I want people to hear... Bad advertising? Well, it's, I wanted people to hear stuff that's like a better sound quality. And uh, and back then I was still kind of learning learning the game. And, and a lot of times people find new podcasts, they don't listen to the, the newest episode first. They, they go back the, to the, the beginning. One, yeah. And I don't, I don't want that because we're not episodic we're just whatever is the most recent thing that's what we're going to talk about you yeah. know in in, in yeah. many cases so uh we did get a lot of listens lately and i have to thank listeners for this uh a lot of listens out of uh, the united states yeah so yeah. all of a sudden out of nowhere we had like you know 60 or 70 listens all at once just on uh, soundcloud alone so mm-hmm. through all the channels it was it was a couple hundred but uh it was pretty cool to see a lot of support from the u.s uh we often see support from some strange far-flung places we've had europe yeah, Something Netherlands. Strange. One week we had like hundreds of listens out of there, out of nowhere, and then yeah. uh, and then Dominican Republic one week, and and I don't still don't fully understand why to this day, but hey, we'll take the listens. No, no, <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna turn down some nice listens. I'm all about the listens. So yeah, I've been playing those. I've been playing a lot of cellular games. Uh, not proud of some of them. Some of them are like clickbait kind of games, or just like watching ads to get ahead. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, yeah, I'm not proud of it, but I some of them are guys. really addictive. Like I, I don't they're, understand it. Yeah, some of them, some of them are. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, that's a science at this point, right? So. And then I did start watching the new season. Well, I finished Luke Cage, and then uh, so g- good ending to that. I, I don't want to do spoilers or anything on that though, but that uh, it was yeah. very interesting. Very interesting dynamic that. it ends on. Yes. And then I started watching season two of The Iron Fist, which uh, I was I was about to not do it, but then a lot of people were saying... Do it. I, I was reading online just to do it because it's the, a lot better. Okay, so no spoilers. The very ending of the last episode, call it the after credits sequence or the epilogue section of it that kind of tells you like what's yeah. happening in the interim. I need to get you to see that part. Uh, so when you do get the end of it, let me know. Yeah. Because what the fuck? <laughs> really? Well, I'm it's excited like, now, man. Uh, it's the weirdest shit you've yeah. ever seen. You're, you're going to look at it and you'll be like... 
Yeah, I can't like, wait. Well, season two, season two is phenomenal. Yeah, definitely watch all of season two. Mm. But it almost, it's kind of like this. It's so bizarre. You almost feel like, thank you for taking all the respect that you've built up and then shitting over. Really? It. Are you serious? It's really funny. Is it yeah. Dragon Bones underneath New York City? Oh, it's it's better. Oh my god! <laughs> I would say it's better because it's like yeah, there's yeah. no explanation. Just weird shit starts to happen. Yeah, man. Like, so for anybody not in the know, Dragon Bones under New York City was the whole storyline of the Defenders, uh, which yeah. was the sort of culmination of you know the original Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil, Iron Fist uh, going into the Defenders. So hopefully, hopefully it's a lot more Dragon Bones because I'm all about storylines involving Dragon Bones. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting. Well, so far so good on the show itself. I've watched two episodes now, yeah. and I'm liking this uh, this season. The fighting is a lot better. The choreography, yes. So it's still like it's not like Daredevil where they have like nice straight through fights that yeah. seem to take place over one mm-hmm. shot. It's not like that. So it's still like the fights are a little bit choppy still, but for what's there is a lot higher quality than than last year. They set their game up. Yeah, is really what it came came down to. They realized that uh, the kind of dropped the ball in mm. some areas on iron fist one um there were some areas where it was good yeah he was um, just such a wimp it was like you know iron fist is he didn't feel so, like a hero so this guy like in the lore so he's he had to beat a dragon who apparently also does karate or kung fu yeah to get the title of the iron fist yes and then he gets to new york city and like street punks are like nearly kicking his ass like it just doesn't make sense like yeah so he's in this mystical land of kunlun where all they do is kung fu and fighting kung fu dragons and beating them and then uh, and then this season they dive more into the lore so so far i've seen like his yeah. battle with who's his other his counterpart his contemporary i forget his name anyway they they go and they, they have flashbacks where they're like it's not donnie going through the no where they're going through their trial davos davos yeah yeah so where they're going back in time to try and like uh he's remembering when he and davos fought to decide who'd fight the dragon. Yeah. Should, what is it? Shunlun? Oh, uh, Shun. and, and you're thinking, uh, well, Kunlun, Kunlun is, is the name the of the land. land. What was the, yeah. the dragon has some sort of other name like that. Like, uh, Shenron. Sh- I'm gonna say yeah. It. It's Shenron. Not, it's not, but <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball Shenron. Yeah. 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 We'll call it Shenron, whatever. So anyway, he battles Shenron and then, yeah. uh, and then he gets a bit, I haven't seen that in the show yet. I'm hoping it's in there. Uh, huh. Okay. I think it's some. Uh, there is a lot of stuff pertaining to it. I mm. will say that. Okay. Um, is it in the cards? Probably for season three. Yeah. I could see them doing an, another kind of like flashback to that. See, I'm expecting to see a dragon. So if they show me like just some sort of goddamn man in like a dragon tunic, I'm gonna be really pissed. I don't think they're gonna do that. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, it's like well, a legit dragon. Yeah, I hope they don't. I don't. Know. Well, Danny talks about it in such a way that it's like, no, it's a legit dragon. Yeah. He doesn't try to kind of side explain it as it being like, oh, well, it's a dragon. No, yeah, yeah. He, He's legit. Like, no, it's a dragon. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he does, he does talk about it pretty cavalier. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah. yeah, he's like, I know it's crazy, but yeah. no, well, it's a fucking dragon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I like that he's actually using the Iron Fist now. So he's actually using it. It's not just like yeah. reserved for two episodes of the whole series. It's oh. every episode so far yeah. I've seen the Iron Fist in use. Yes. And uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, it gets better. Okay, good. All I gotta say is it gets good, better. Good, good, good. I want to see more. So that's what I've been playing and watching. Yeah, speaking of watching. So I, um, obviously Iron Fist, finished yeah. that. Started on Gundam Unicorn. Okay. Uh, haven't gone very far in that yet, but planning on watching some what's, more. What's Gundam Unicorn? Uh, just another in the series of Gundam shows just came to Netflix, so I've been... Oh, it's of... on Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But I ended up getting distracted by The Flash. Yeah. Uh, have you watched much of The Flash? I just started, so I've only watched oh. the first couple episodes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the guy who plays... Barry? 
No, not Barry. Barry Barry's good though. Yeah. Um, I actually like a lot of the actors in that. Yeah. Uh, the guy who plays the uh, guy in the wheelchair. I don't know his name. I can't I remember. The other glasses. You know yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know you're talking Star about. Labs. Yeah. I like that it's a narrative voice kind yes. of show. It's written from a narrative voice perspective. From his perspective, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah no, season... I think I'm in season three now. I'm not going to say much about season one. Season one, they fight a bunch of different people in the... At the end, I mean, you know much about Flash. Yeah. Like, you know who Flash ends up fighting? Like, yeah. the bigger thing is, like, the reverse Flash. Reverse right? Flash, and yeah, so, yeah. So, yeah, and then, uh, and then now, later on, he ends up fighting Zoom. Who's the one who's, like, uh, is that the one who's all, like, dilapidated, like, zombie-looking? Which one's all um, zombie-looking? He's got, he's got a mask that makes him look kind oh, of zombie-looking. Oh, okay, okay. Like, he looks, like, like demonic almost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which... Uh, it's so weird watching it because like all the time I always kind of joked about the flash. Cause I'm like, I always saw like the flash as like somebody who was like, yeah, he could hold his own in a lot of cases, but then there's a lot of other scenarios where he's like useless. But after watching the show, the depth that they go into with like the speed force and what you can accomplish with it. Yeah. It's like mind blowingly terrifying mm. what somebody can do. And like the big one is like you see a villain that has it and it's abusing the shit out of it, which is Zoom. And, uh, and, get, and then you start to, to get a sense of And then you get a sense of like holy shit, yeah. yeah, this can like in the wrong hands, this is one of the most dangerous powers yeah. to have because it's the speed. You can be in so many places and you're not weak. Right. Because nobody can fight that speed. Right. Like not very many people can do it reliably. Yeah. So, and when you start to see how it, how it functions, you're like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know we've mentioned, uh, the flash on here before. Cause I was asking about the monkey man whose name yeah. I've already forgotten. Gron. What's Grod. it? Grod. Gorilla Grod. Yeah. Yeah. Gorilla Grod. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. and I know he's featured in the show as well. Yeah. In later he seasons. has a, he has a couple of episodes. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, not like, like a huge story arc. No, but he comes, he comes back. Like, oh, okay. Like, like most villains in, in comic series, they come back. Yeah. 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 Recurring. So yeah. Cool. And then, uh. Yeah, I'm not. I don't want to say too much because you're just now watching. Yeah, it. well, that's good because I tend to burn through shows pretty quick when I do watch them. When so. you finish the Flash, get into Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Agents of Shield was another big one that I still have to yeah, uh, get, in have to get in on. Yeah. So I need to get on the ground floor of that one. Uh, that one might be a good one prior to Mar. Uh, yeah, Captain Marvel probably won't have much to do with Shield at all, really. But I mean, we do have Coulson in it. Yeah, Coulson's going to be in it. Yeah, yeah. young Coulson. I don't know how much he's in it but yeah so nick fury ever show up nick fury is a huge part of uh uh miss marvel oh no but of agents of shield or is he just sort of in the background i think he shows he's more background i think he shows up a little bit yeah not much huh Uh, i don't think i've ever seen samuel jackson in a show i'm trying to remember if he actually even shows up i don't even remember He might just be so closely alluded to right. that I'm thinking he's in it, right. but he may not actually be in it. Yeah. But, I mean, they have other other characters cross into it, though. Yep. Temporarily. Little bits here and there. Uh, not a lot of heroes, though. I did, I did like the CW shows for the DC series mm-hmm. uh, for, like, Flash and uh, Arrow. Yeah. Uh, Arrow's I mean, one that I started and never got real far into, but it looked eh, good. Arrow's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Flash is more enjoyable. I figured it would get better in later seasons as other heroes start to show up. Yeah. In Arrow? Well, that's the thing, right? Because, like, Arrow, it's like, ultimately, he doesn't have a lot in his repertoire. Right. And the only reason why the Flash has, by contrast, more is because he's got a superpower. He deals with higher-level enemies. Right. That's true. Whereas the Arrow's a bit more on the mundane side of things. Yeah. 
and overcoming some things that he has. But I mean, just uh, when you start to see some of the things that you know the Flash deals with, like yeah. uh, what's it like uh, Vandal Savage and stuff like that, mm-hmm. kind of makes appearances mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So you get some pretty yeah, very different characters. characters too, because like Arrow, you know rich playboy kind of character you know and, in, in as, a, as a person and whereas uh the flash is very meek right right guy. yeah barry allen is very yeah. much the opposite yeah yeah so yeah. so very very different stories they kind of start off with which is funny because he's a, a superhero whereas arrow is just kind of like a, a guy like a yeah. Hero. yeah yeah interesting huh. yeah well i'll have to check out more of the uh the flash and uh I, I agents like of shield i don't i don't think it's like it's not gonna win like tons of awards oh it's, no no but it's like yeah. it's it's fun mm-hmm. is really what it comes down to. The flash is just a fun show mm-hmm. to watch. Mm-hmm. Don't look for your sis and Kane moments or anything like that. But if you're just looking to, you know, kill some time and watch a show that's enjoyable. Yeah. Flash is pretty good. It's a good show to watch while I'm also playing switch <laughs> or final fantasy five on my Argu- phone. Arguably. There's yeah. some moments of the flash or pun slightly intended. You need to be paying attention. Otherwise you'll miss it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Things go fast sometimes. Right. But, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I had to throw that in there. Thank you. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. No, I enjoyed it. <laughs> um, but no, aside from that, though, uh, playing things, uh, not as much um, on this bit. Uh, some more space engineers. Okay. Which is kind of like, um, I don't want to say Minecraft in space because that's not exactly accurate either. Uh, you build stuff. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm someone who's only ever played Minecraft. It's yeah. the only game I own. Okay. Well, is that how I would describe it? Mm, for you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wouldn't be exactly accurate, but it's close enough. Okay, cool. Um, not Star Made, but I digress. Yeah. Uh, there's, what else did I play? N++. I played some of that. Oh, nice. Classic, man. Yeah. That's a great game. Yeah, I played that with Good a multiplayer of, game. A couple of people came over. Yeah, we yeah, played that. That's awesome. Uh, then also Dead Cells. Yep. Yep. Wow, what else have I been playing? Not much. Not much. I'm trying to think of what else. Yeah. It's been uh, busy, man. Oh, tabletop stuff. A yeah. lot of different tabletop stuff. Been playing uh, a huge Star Wars um, uh, tabletop, which has a lot of people in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you is... mentioned last time you were just getting started with that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's been going pretty crazy. We've had a lot of really interesting characters, a lot, some eye-rolling characters, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's good. It's it, it's a lot of good stuff. I think a, a lot of the people put a lot of time into it. So cool. It's, uh, it's enjoyable to see that. Cool. Uh, aside from that, though, uh, there's another tabletop made by Fantasy Flight Games, who are the ones who do this t- uh, current Star Wars tabletop stuff. Yeah. Um, and that they also do a s- essentially the same system, but it's f- kind of open booked as a framework called Genesis. Okay. Uh, so you can do things from anything from fantasy to sci-fi to whatever. It's, it's a framework to work with. That's so cool. You, you staple essentially a, a world to it and go, okay, here... Huh. Build your characters, and it does it very, very well. Um, so, like, you could say, like, oh, let's make a, a Fallout right. tabletop. All right, easy. Not a problem. Uh, grab some post-apocalyptic gear, throw characters in the mix. There you go. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like... Uh, so, how would that work, though, in terms of the story, like, the storylines? How would that work? Um, well, uh, the only stuff that it talks about is the mechanical sense of how to build a character okay. and what they should have. So, storyline comes from the world. Um, for something like that, usually you have one person who is kind of given the overall narration. Okay. And then people kind of run with it. So here's all the story beats, and then yeah. you guys choose how to react it within each of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So like a classic GM system, and also uh, we've got uh, some pretty good writers who don't require 
uh, a helping hand. Okay. They can just do the story and kind of like um, dynamically come up with the it's so or cool. emergently come up with the so actual cool. rules. So I'd like, be so down if you did a Fallout one. Uh, I have done a Fallout one. Oh, you fast. have? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was actually quite good. It didn't go very long, uh, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, something something we don't really mention a lot on here, but yeah, I'm I'm a huge Fallout fan. Like I, I've been playing. Yeah. Like I didn't play the first one, but I did go back and play the second one after yeah. I played three. So I got an idea of what it was like in the uh, isometric, top down old RPG version of it. Uh, but I have played them all since then, and yeah, one of my favorite series. I love Fallout. Mm-hmm. So. A very different series once you hit three. Yeah, yeah. Because it goes from like more of a tactical, top-down isometric RPG oh, totally. game, like more in the vein of like XCOM. Yeah, yeah. Then to uh, <laughs> to what we have nowadays. Yeah, and uh, uh, Fallout Four was incredible, man. I spent so much time building settlements, rebuilding settlements, kind of making them all like, the mod- customized. The modding community made that game so much better than Rack. Oh, I know. Yeah, the mods without, looked amazing. Although the modding community was not that great of a game. Yeah. Um, I mean it. it the problem was is that it didn't really feel like a Fallout game per se, mm. um, because it didn't have a lot of the uh, openness to your choices. Ultimately, you can't really play the bad guy mm. uh, very well. You can do bad things, yeah, but can you can you blow up a town like you can in the third no. one? No, no. So like, there's not a lot of like the heavier weighted. The the only weapons. thing you could be sort of against in that game is one faction or another it was so faction based that like your overall whether you're like sort of a a paragon or like a like a villain yeah like it it didn't even really compute because it was just which factions liked you and which ones didn't because your only choices had to do with you know joining one faction or another and if you choose not to help any faction then you're going to play a very short game yeah yeah pretty much and uh but i mean with uh, the inclusion of all the dlc and the way you can ramp up your difficulty of the Mm -hmm. game Mm -hmm. and stuff like that yeah you get some pretty interesting stuff at the end of the day Mm -hmm. uh so all in all good 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 Uh, and then of course like we have 76 coming out which will be potentially really great or potentially really bad well you're getting a ps4 so if you get it on ps4 i'll be in um i'm gonna wait (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna see what it looks like before yeah. I decide what I'm gonna get it on. Yeah, we'll get it. Uh, we'll the get only it reason cheap. I'm getting a PS4 is like, I mean, I was really close with God of War. I was really close to Spider-Man, but yeah. it it comes down to Red Dead. Yep, it's not coming out for PC. Yep. Shoot well, I'm down. Now. I'm down for some Red Dead. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Oh yeah, but man. The thing is, I gotta get a PS4, mm-hmm. and I've gotta get the keyboard and mouse adapter. Because I refuse to play with the controller. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm good with the controller on Red Dead. I played. Uh, I played Red Dead uh, Redemption. I played oh, on console. Sorry. I uh, I would actually. I actually have. I actually have uh, uh, Red Dead. On, okay. On console as well. Mm. Um, that game was amazing. Actually, I didn't. Ha- I had Revolver. Yeah. And then I picked up Redemption when the Halloween thing came out. Yeah. The uh, the horde mode where you fight off. That was so sweet. That was so yeah, was sweet. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, that was so, cool. I mean, like, can I operate with a controller? Yeah. Yeah. And there'll be days where, yeah, I'll be playing with a controller. Dude, I loved but... in Red Dead Redemption, you could just spend so much time, like, just gambling and playing cards, and you could get yeah. really good at it. Like, there were so many things in that game you could master, like, if you spent enough time doing it. It, it was so much fun. It was actually hilarious, because me and a couple of buddies would go around, we'd do a couple of little mission things here and there, and then we would just go and uh, play poker. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best part of the game. It was fun. I loved it. Yeah. And I, I love when uh, you you know you're wearing the you had the card player suit you could wear where you had yeah. essentially a card in the sleeve right and if yes. if you got caught 
cheating yeah. by another player. They essentially flip the table, and then you go out into and the street, and somebody's got to go. <laughs> like yeah. that's that's all there is to it. So and then and then it was funny because you'd like if you were successful, you shoot the other guy like a high noon draw, and then yeah. uh, you could just walk right back in. Yeah. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Start playing again. It was so much fun. Yeah, I loved it. Cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. it'll be fun to see. I'm a little bit disappointed that Rockstar has officially stated that they are not going to do a PC version. That said, they said the same thing for GTA V. They did legitimately say the same thing for GTA V. Yeah. So, are we going to see Red Dead on the PC eventually? Uh, My answer, I lean toward yeah. Yeah, we're going to see it. When it comes to money, they're going to they're going to pull the trigger on it eventually. No pun intended. But that's the thing that I find insulting as a consumer, because I poured so much money Mm -hmm. into the PC GTA (laughs) Five, yeah, hoping that they would recognize that market, and not just me. Yeah, you like the numbers stand for themselves. Thousands upon thousands of people did. And they are leaving the PC market high and dry. To be honest, it's not even that that's like, like... It's not even a monetary move to the fact that it's just like... It's insulting to your consumer base. Yeah, I mean, PC was a huge portion of GTA Five and how they managed to do... Like, they've moved, what, 90 million copies of that game at this point? Just on like the PC that, that's was like so much. Yeah, yeah. Why, why they did that is a huge portion because of PC. So, they opened it up for PC. So, yeah, uh, so it's a little bit... It's insulting. Mm. Um from from a why do they do that is it is do they see pc gamers as like high maintenance or something like i don't mm, understand like why that might be the case i don't think so though i think console and pc gamers are about the same amount of maintenance i think so i mean people will point to be like oh look at these people bitching but i mean ultimately at the end of the day it's going to be the same amount of people well console gamers are asking for mods and stuff too nowadays so I, i don't know that it's any different from pc i don't think so yeah um but the the one thing i will say about consoles, though, is that there's a lot more exclusivity rights. So Rockstar might have a stipulation in the contract for Red Dead with the with the consoles that's coming out to that they yeah. said that they wouldn't be bringing it to PC. That's true. Here's the thing that I am wondering about, though. So the Microsoft Store, if a game can be played on a PC, you can technically buy through the Microsoft Store for Xbox and then play it on your pc hmm interesting so i'm wondering if they're saying like no we're not making a pc version but it's going to come out on the microsoft store hmm wild speculation it's totally just yeah a hopeful i mean they have the means to stop that it. from happening but yeah it'll be interesting course, to see yeah. yeah but uh there's been a couple of games that have said like they're not doing a pc release but they've shown up on the microsoft store and you can totally hmm. buy them but it's you're playing uh, with fire in the sense that there's no support for you playing it on the PC. Face it, Rockstar just doesn't love you. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Yeah, <laughs> they love your money, though. They do love money. So they only make the most successful games of all time. No big deal. Uh, other than, like, Fortnite and the obvious ones. Yeah, I mean, uh, what Epic has done very well for itself. Yeah, so speaking of Fortnite, it's now a uh, big announcement just happened with PS4. So Sony has said that they're willing to do crossplay now. So they finally opened up. So and I think it's it's to the point now with Fortnite where they kind of can't not do it. Yeah. So they, they basically have to be into it. Uh, crossplay is already happening between Switch, PC, uh, Xbox. So the first time I played, I heard people stating what systems they were playing on. It was interesting yeah. to hear, but it ran flawlessly. It was amazing. Yeah, and so. I mean, if you ever pick it up and play it, um, it's nice because it is cross-play that I can actually join you now. Yeah, yeah, it's um, very cool. But I mean, 
I don't really, I don't really enjoy the game a lot. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like burned out on it. I mean, it's fun. They have a new map coming out, so I'm more open to it now. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't know. It was weird because I was really into into um, Fortnite for a bit there. Like I yeah, like what I mean, they're doing. What do you think keeps people coming back? It, it must be the seasons and, and the maybe, updates to the map and yeah. the costumes. Yeah, I think that that's a big part of it. Yeah. But the, what I was actually getting at though is I actually end up thinking that now maybe I kind of prefer like player unknown battlegrounds more. Um, because it's a little more, feels more visceral, more like... It definitely feels like a more grounded game to yeah, me because, when I tried it. because you're not doing yeah. that, the crafting of walls and stuff right. like that. It's more like know your environment, yep. hunt your targets. Yep. Um, take them out using the most efficient ways possible. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, it's it, it's just, it's a very different game. Uh, who is it? I was watching all these videos. Jordan was showing me. He was showing me all these videos from PUBG. There's a player who plays that a lot. I can't remember what There's his name was. But there was this guy, and he was always haunted by this other player named Waduhek. Oh, this sounds familiar. Have you seen it? The videos I've are seen, hilarious. I've seen clips, I, think. I think I've seen like. We gotta watch clips. a couple later. You have to see this. This okay. guy is brilliant. But this guy Waduhek always gets into the streamers' matches, and yes. to do that, he has to be like a high enough level, right? So this guy's an actual good player. But okay. he's this guy who wears a trench coat and like nothing else. He's like naked underneath. Yeah. And then uh, and he joins the games and the other the the streamer whatever is, I can't remember who it is will yeah. find him and he'll be like is that you is that Wadu and he'll pop up and be like Wadu heck and that's all he says is Wadu heck so he's like a goddamn Pokemon yeah it's hilarious so and he'll like sometimes he'll help him out but in PUBG obviously if you're playing on at the end yeah PC you, like you spend too much time in proximity to another character like there's an algorithm that will show that like you're like in cahoots with that character, yes. right? So you could get banned, and he has been banned before. So now he's yeah. just been killing Wadu. But hilarious videos. You have to look it up. This guy, I can't imagine the amount of time and energy that would have to go into always getting in on the streamers' games the way he does. But <laughs> you have to look up the videos. It's probably just the amount of uh, amount of time they're both putting in, and once you kind of sync up with somebody's time frame. I mean, a hundred people join a match. Yeah. Not necessarily hard. There's a bit of a gamble there. Yeah. But uh, if you're watching the stream, you can kind of... Can you jump around servers, though, on PUBG, or do you just get slotted into whichever server is You get slotted in if you do the normal join. Yeah. There are... Sorry. Uh, There are um, custom matches, like Mm. open rooms, stuff like that, where people can, like, make more definition. Yeah. Like, what weapons are and are not allowed. Okay. What maps they're playing on, stuff like that. Did they release a third map yet for PUBG? I don't think so. Not that I heard. I don't think it's come out yet. I think yeah. it's I think it's still in development. I could be totally wrong. Somebody's going to be listening to this and be like, these guys are idiots. Yeah, that'll be a game that's definitely a little bit more reliant on bigger pieces of content coming out, especially if it wants to stay, yeah. keep keep its relevance you know, in, in light of I Fortnite. Think, like, in a, I think Fortnite's being the shit out of it realistically. Um, just that in terms I, of total playership, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, I like... And money being made. I like PUBG for what it is. Yeah. But I'm not an idiot. I can see the numbers. Uh, Fortnite's doing better. Yeah. Um, so well, there's only 50 million people playing. Yeah. And growing every day. Yeah. Oh, well, that'll that'll plateau eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's a it's an interesting phenomenon because I don't know. It's always it's always hard to talk about it because when you're a gamer, you see these things in movies and stuff like that, and you're like battle royale game. 100 people join a match, you find random stuff and try and survive to the end. Yeah. Anyone who hears that concept as a gamer goes, oh, that's amazing. And that's been what's been said for years, but never was made. Right. 
and it always makes me wonder it's like the people who make games i know that a lot of them nowadays are gamers as well mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of people who haven't been but are they so out of tune with their market and i wonder if some of the older studios suffer from that yeah, I see what you're saying. So, to keep something trendy... Well, because if you look at Fortnite, there's a lot of parallels you could draw between, like, say, Fortnite and... Um, what was the last big shooter that came out of PC before that? There was oh, PUBG. No, no, PUBG, and then there was one before that. It wasn't a Battle Royale game. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege? No. Rainbow Six Siege is also big, but not that Huge. one. Love what am I thinking game. of? Such Why can't I remember game. the name? It's know. got the ninja guy who shoots the arrows. Oh, Overwatch. Yeah, Overwatch. So, it, it's almost like... Very different games. Well, very different games... But some parallels you could draw there in terms of the content that's yeah. coming out and how they handle that and, and the sort of cartoony nature but, of it. But remember that Fortnite was not designed to be the game it is played as nowadays. Fortnite was, um, I, I remember uh, backing this, it was a co-op defense survival game. That's all it was. That's why all, yeah. the, all the building mechanics are right. in there because you're there. Well, that's right. It was. It came from a mod defenses. of um, no, not a mod. No, no, no. I thought it was built on the same. It's built on the same technology as like uh, Daisy. No. no, no, no. No, it was a completely different. Or H one Z one. Nope. No. Totally different game. Hmm. Um. Okay. Hold on. There might be some background stuff there, but definitely not H one Z one. Yeah. People who made that hacky. Um. <laughs> Oh, that's not fair. Daybreak Games is, does fine. But uh, what ends up happening, though, is like, yeah, no, there was this game, Fortnite, came out. It was a survival co-op game. Mm-hmm. And then PUBG did so much success. Uh, I think the people at Epic were just like, ah, fuck it. We could probably do that with our game. And they and they did. They were like, oh, let's try it. We're going to make a Battle Royale mode. And then Fortnite exploded. It's funny that it runs on Unreal 4. Yeah. It was like Which a huge showcase the for... in-house engine that came from Epic Games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. You know, they're one of the old studios, right? Yeah. They were the people who made Unreal. Yeah. Unreal Tournament. Well, no, P- PUBG uses it, too. That's interesting. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh, I didn't Yeah, it's funny. That. It's funny. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, sorry, we got so caught up in uh No, I'm, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad we covered a lot of ground there. So some of the new stuff going on then, we'll kind of cover this off. Uh, some of it's old news at this point, but, but in true Rona Geek official podcast fashion, here we are two weeks later yeah. <laughs> covering the, the hot stories from two weeks ago. But it's exciting stuff, and maybe not everybody's heard of it, so I'll go ahead and shout it out here. Uh, so you have recent Nintendo announcements. Um, so I want to talk about uh, what's going on toward the end of this year. So for the rest of this year... For the Switch, right? So Smash. we have some big games. Smash. You have your Smash. That's December 7th. Uh, recently, Isabel from Animal Crossing was announced as the newest character. Could be an Echo character. We don't know. So Isabel from Animal Probably. Crossing. Little dog I think girl. at this point we're going to see a lot of Echoes more than anything else. Yeah, because I think, I think so the, too. the main core characters are done. And I think they're going to save some more big characters for DLC. DLC. Yeah. Do you think so, that maybe that's what Waluigi's going to be? I bet. You yeah, think so? I bet. And then uh, Mario Party actually comes out this week, so Tuesday or Friday, I'm not sure which. Shit, really? Yeah, Mario Party's this week. So there's a board game mode in that that sounds pretty cool. 
Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what that's all about. I think I have it on reserve. And then, so Super Smash is December 7th. Uh, Diablo 3 is November 2nd. That's going to be kind of a cool game for the Switch. Diablo 3 for the Switch. Yep. Oh, is it going to include all the DLC and stuff like that? I believe so. It's like a War Chest yeah. bundle? Yeah. So oh Diablo 3 is coming up here November 2nd. Pokemon Let's Go is November 16th. So that'll be the Pikachu and Eevee editions. So however that turns out, sure. Have we gotten any word that the new Pokemon game is going to be hitting the Switch? There's a mainline Pokemon game for next year. That's coming to the Switch? Yes. That's confirmed? Yes. So it's like like the blue, the red, the like that yes. genre of? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it'll be an official. It'll be official mainline entry. So cool. this year is just the off year. So, yeah, I think they're going to experiment with this one. Buy and then uh, Dark Souls Remastered comes out October nineteenth. So that's kind of the rest of this year. Dark Souls three. Mm. Dark Souls one remastered. Dark Souls one remastered. Okay. Yeah. Eventually, I think we'll see the others. Well, I mean, three is heavy. Yeah, they just have to scale them. Wait, for did they, Switch. Wait, did they already try to make it for the Switch three? I don't think so. This is, this is the first From Software game that I know of coming to the Switch. Oh, I don't know. I yeah. like into that. So that's that's this year in a nutshell. Uh, and I think next week maybe we'll do a segment on profiling Super Smash Brothers characters. I thought that'd be fun. Talking about like the, each character and their greatest hits and where they come from. Uh, oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. It's a massive roster, but we'll kind of plug through it. And I mean, then yeah, that, we don't need to spend a huge amount of time on no, them. No, no. So. so and then uh, so I, I thought that'd be from? fun. Yeah, yeah. He's been in a couple games. Over 200. And then other other big announcements then. So 2019 is really the story here. In 2019, what you have to know about that this year for the Switch coming up is it's going to be absolutely massive. So not too dissimilar from 2017. So they're kind of on every other year is a big year kind of, I don't know. For the Switch? Flip-flop here, yeah, for the Switch. So announced for next year officially is an Animal Crossing game. So which is cool. So a mainline entry. Uh yeah, okay. Uh, I'm not huge into Animal Crossing. No. But I'm happy that they're getting their game on yeah. the Switch. The last one I played really heavily was the 3DS one, so okay. which was the last official one. And then, uh, so I probably put 50 or 60 hours into that. Yeah, I know, um, a, lot, I know a lot of people who sink like, a, a stupid amount of time. Yeah, the so. GameCube one, no, man. I just, I poured an absurd amount of time yeah, into that game when it came out. Probably, yeah. 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 The GameCube one was amazing. I, so, I'm worried about Pokemon Switch just going to. It's going to gut me for time. Yep. So that, And that's a thing that's happening in 2019 as well. So mainline Pokemon game. Yeah. Also for 2019, first party games, Metroid Prime 4. Oh, shit. Yep, Retro is developing They're that. Nice. They're, that's uh, happening. So they are rebooting that series. Yeah, it's happening, man. Metroid Prime 4, Luigi's Mansion is coming. Luigi's Mansion 2 was a longer extended game, so it's going to be interesting to see how they can kind of flush it out for the Switch platform. So is it going to be a remaster, or is it actually going to be a new no, game? No, it's going to be a new game. Yep. Yes. yep. Awesome. So that's coming. And then, uh, new mainline, oh, new Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. So they're going to compile all of the content from Super Mario Brothers Mario and Luigi games into one awesome game and release that. Which oh, is cool, cool, because, like many people, I was not interested in the Wii U. So yeah. I mean, I'm definitely interested in this, though. So like all of the, so it's going to be all of the Wii U games on Switch? Yep. Yep. So coming out so in, like, in one go. Was that was Galaxy Wii U? No, Galaxy was no. That was Wii. Wii. Yeah, yeah. So far, Galaxy and Sunshine haven't been announced for Switch or I Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, which sucks. Oh, that's so bad. Because I want that. I, I loved um, Sunshine. Sunshine was great. Yeah. I loved it. It's one of my favorite games. 
on uh, yeah. out of the Mario series. At first, I was kind of like, oh, what is this? And yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually a lot of fun. Yeah, I just listened to that, uh, a retro episode of that, too, and, and they were kind of picking apart, but I was thinking, like, man, like, I thought it was better than Mario 64 for its, for the time. Uh, and then I don't know if I'd agree with that. It didn't have as, like, as many, like, robust worlds, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. no snow world or anything like that, but it was so good for what it was. It was a yeah, tight game. Yeah, for what it was, it was a lot of fun. Very um, tight game. And then yeah. Yoshi's Crafted World is next year, and also Fire Emblem Three Houses. Now, this is just the first party titles. Yeah. So, let me blow your mind here. Okay. So, all Final Fantasy titles have been announced for next year as follows. So, Final Fantasy Seven. Okay. Final Fantasy Nine. Okay. No Final Fantasy VIII. Why? We don't know. Nobody knows. Ticks. Yeah, I know. I love eight. Eight is great. Yeah. Oh, that, that rhymed. That was good. Yeah, it yeah, is great. Eight is great. And then uh, Final Fantasy X and X-2. Yeah. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles uh, remaster. Really? Yeah. From wow, GameCube. awesome. And you don't even need those uh, those purple cables. No, you yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Crystal Chronicles was a blast. It was it was a good game, good four player game. Yeah, yeah so that's perfect yeah. for the Switch. Perfect, and as long as it works with the simplified controls and online compatibility would be nice. Yep, yep. Well, they will at this point. Hopefully. So because Nintendo Online is out, so, yeah, so. that's official. And then uh, Final Fantasy Twelve Zodiac Edition. Okay. And Final Fantasy Fifteen Pocket Edition, oh. which was the mobile one. That one's already out on, on yeah. the Switch, and then it came out for sale like sixty percent off. So if you're going to grab it, grab it soon. But if you want to play actual Final Fantasy 15, then don't buy it. And then Chocobo's Dungeon from the Wii is also coming out. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, kind of random. But uh, so that's all the Final Fantasy games coming out. So it's possible I will end up buying Final Fantasy 7 for like the sixth time in my life. Is this going to be the remastered version that they've been talking about? Like the redo? No. Or is this going to be the No, old... this is the classic Final Fantasy 7. the bring over? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's possible that that edition that you're talking about might actually never happen. Because they keep bringing it up. I know. They keep bringing it up. They're like, they refuse to let it die. Because they want you to suffer. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can figure. The thing is, like, I don't even care. I like 7. Yeah. I didn't like 7 that much. Like, yeah. some people are like, hardcore 7, which is fine. Everyone likes their own thing. Yeah. Uh, but I was more of a, a Final Fantasy 8, Final Fantasy Tactics kind of person. Final Fantasy 8 was definitely... I would say the smarter of the two. So like I the systems were more complex. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. But they it didn't like how complex it was. But that's why I went back and I'm playing Final Fantasy V now because I do want something that's more complex, right? Mm. That you have to really grind and take your time and build your classes. Yeah, you, you like that's, to grind. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I want. That's what I want. So you're, that, you're a grinder player. That's and cool. then uh, Final Fantasy Twelve is kind of the same way, a big grindy game. So I'm looking forward to that as well. So I love the grind. Yeah. And then here's the crazy thing, though. There's even more big games coming out in 2019. Okay. Yeah. So big ones would be... These are for the Switch. These are for the Switch. Okay. So Dragon Quest Eleven, A okay. port. A yeah. port version. Okay, but yeah, you're, you're huge into Dragon Quest, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So the familiar people call it... Drakway. Drakway? <laughs> That's what I hear. Is it? So Drakway Eleven is coming. Pretty excited about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't laugh at me. Kill me now. Drakway... <laughs> <laughs> so, Dragway 11. Uh, Square actually does a really good job porting these games, historically speaking. Yeah. Uh, so, I played, uh, on the original PS2 version, I played Dragon Quest VIII, which was the first big sort of 3D outing. Yeah. And then I also played uh, that same game on iOS, and it was still really good. Yeah. So, I was very impressed by that port, so I'm hoping that this port of eleven is still faithful to kind of the original. Yeah. We'll see. Who knows? 
So that's happening. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders 2 is coming out. And then also Shin Megami Tensei 5. Yeah, dude, that's huge. It is a, And that's all in 2019. So starting with those first party titles, that's everything coming out in 2019. It's a crazy year. And yeah. there's probably stuff that hasn't even been announced yet. Probably, yeah. Yeah, so pretty pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Um, you know, I just uh, I remembered something I didn't mention it before. That's come out recently. About four? No, no, but nothing to do with the Switch. Oh, okay. Um, came over PC. Yeah. Uh, those of you who are tabletop people probably already know that this is out. Yeah. But if you don't, uh, Pathfinder Kingmaker. Oh. Got released. It's a PC real time version of Pathfinder. Uh, single player, unfortunately. But um, if you like Divinity, uh, I haven't played the game much myself. Uh, I've got a bunch of friends who swear by it. And the Divinity, people... yeah, is pretty popular. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, you got to get Divinity 2 for your. If you got a good PC at some point. I, I've heard Divinity 2 is extremely good. It's the way to go. One was like a good test sandbox, but well, it two says is. Kingmaker's on pre order? It's out. Oh, people, it's out. Some people have it. I, okay. know, I know people who have it. Um, but yeah, it's uh, man. Uh, I've watched some of the gameplay as well. It's impressive. I mean, it's real time, so you're like, oh well, that's not like Divinity, where it's like stop action, more like tabletopy. But you can actually activate a mode in your settings to make it so the game pauses in six second intervals, and your your actions happen in three second rotations, right? So you can queue up all your stuff. The game pause uh, as the game pauses, and then you go, "Okay, I'm ready for this turn." Yeah, to it's go. looking like Diablo then, meets Dota or something. It's got kind of an interesting uh, look. There's to more it. story to it. Yeah, it's not. I think it's more like Diablo meets. Uh, what's a good example? <laughs> uh, Diablo meets something very story heavy. I don't know. Like it, it's weird because Diablo is a, kind of a very different game than these newer games that are coming out. Because like we've had. Uh, Divinity, uh, and then of course we had uh, things like what's the Tyrant game? What's it called? I think it's just called Tyrant. Hmm. Somebody's gonna somebody's gonna strangle me at the end of this stream. I know it already. Well, I would be impressed if like someone who knows those details was listening to our podcast at this point. I'd be no, thrilled. No, no, somebody. Yeah, somebody would. Uh, shit. But if you but if you're hearing this and it's making you very angry, it should. make sure to hit us up uh, at Ronin Geekery on Twitter. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Uh, yeah, please do. Uh, call me an idiot because I know that I'm forgetting this, and it's, I'm going to get home and I'm going to look at it all my Steam list and be like, "You fool! You enjoyed these games." Yeah, the game looks Can't good. Remember? Yeah, Kingmaker looks pretty sweet. Games by Obsidian Studios, essentially. If you typed in Obsidian Studios, oh. you would know what Yeah, yeah. These okay, games. so that would be that would be like the original two Fallout games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then they also made these other games that I can't remember. Yeah, they did a lot of the uh, sort of they isometric did, they view they didn't make RPGs. They didn't make Kingmaker, but they made other other RPG games. Yeah, they did a lot of these RPG style games similar to this, so that's pretty cool. How many people Tyranny, I think actually is the name of the game. I don't know. I give up. Yeah. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, looks interesting, though. Sorry. Uh, All right, so where where were we? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, news. Uh, well, we're actually through the Nintendo news. That's kind okay. of the long and the short of it. Uh, Nintendo Online is out for the Switch. Uh, it's still, I guess, the reviews for it haven't been too flattering. There's still issues with chat, right? So I would recommend if you're using it, Discord's still going to be... Your main yeah, deal for chat. I mean, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these things when they first come out are not good. 
Yeah. Um, so you guys need to give them a little bit. Uh, they're going to have teething issues. Yeah. Essentially. It it does come with uh, sort of automatic downloads for original Nintendo titles, though, which is cool. So oh, they're going nice. to have up to twenty titles on it when it's all said and done. So Super Mario Brothers. Uh, I think Super Mario 3 is on there as well. So, so there's already some titles hitting that are decent. Yeah, the original Zelda, yep. And my understanding is if you have a Nintendo Online North American account and on your Switch you also have a profile that's a Japanese account, you can also get at the Japanese release uh, releases as well. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So I think it's kind of a workaround. I don't think it was supposed to work that way, but yeah. I, mean, I don't even know why they separate it. They should just put it in there. I know, yeah. Like, Especially when it's classic. This is, a, this is a Japanese version of the title you're looking Yeah, and for. I don't think they're going to release anything that was Japan only at this point. I haven't seen they anything should. like that. But, they should. At yeah. this day and age, people will, people will buy them and play them anyway. Yeah, but I mean, like, the trouble though is the localization. Like, if people are really going to take the time to, you know, do that. Some I don't know if Nintendo will play will. without it. Yeah. So that's happening. Uh, that's all the Nintendo news, but pretty exciting stuff on the horizon there. Um, into movie news, unless you had something else. Oh, yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Movie okay. news is great. Movie news is great. Oh, movie Let's news is great. So we're going to do something we don't do often on here. We'll talk a little bit about DCU news. Hey, man. I was just talking about The Flash. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we've done it multiple times in one episode. Yeah. I'm going to title this episode the DCU episode. <laughs> inaccurate. <laughs> Super inaccurate. Don't do that. <laughs> no, but that'll, that'll, that'll get them in. Yeah, that'll get them in the door. Yeah. And, and, then, then, and then, then they can hate us for lying. Well, and, and then they'll stay because like we're so funny and so good looking. So, yeah, good yeah. looking. Yeah, on the podcast. So, so right. well, Yeah, but that's yeah. that's that's we got to leverage that, man. That's, that's what we got going for us. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, our good looks and, and how humble we are. You know, you know who else is good looking and humble? <laughs> Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, <laughs> he's really good. That was a super segue there, man. Oh, buddy, I've been working on. I've been thinking about that one for for mere moments. I need to shoot myself. <laughs> we need more beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So Henry Cavill is rumored to be out as Superman. You heard it here first or last? Probably last. Probably last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, that's true. So what does this mean for the DCU, the film universe? Somebody else plays Superman. There's been what seven hundred of them. <laughs> it's like the it's like the one role that everyone takes to the prom, but nobody actually wants to date. Brandon Routh is is back in. Give him a call. Yeah, yeah. I don't, at this point, who cares? <laughs> but he played in another DC television series. You know, Here, sh- here's a yeah tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I think he played uh, the Atom in really? that series. I haven't. I think that series is dead now, right? Or no, he did in. Or he did in The Flash, or he did in Arrow. I can't remember which one it is, but he definitely played in one of them as a different character. Yeah. Yeah, but... So I've I don't think he'll be back as Superman. Eh, never know. But, um... Yeah. Wow. That, by the way, um... I'm not gonna say who, what, when, or where, or why, but when you do continue to watch The Flash, Firestorm. Wow. Yeah? Cool. Yeah, so cool. Can't wait to see it. Oh man, you're gonna love it. Yeah, I'm I in. think. I think. You I'm all in on this. I'm gonna watch a ton of Flash. Yeah. So Henry Cavill may be out due to the filming of the Witcher Netflix series. Could be a scheduling conflict. Maybe he has Makes to grow. No, Maybe he a, has to grow better, another mustache. It's a better choice for him. Yeah. Yes, because let's face it, DC movies have not been doing well. Yeah, I think um, he signed on because he genuinely saw that in the beginning they had a lot of direction and and they really were thought they were going somewhere right was was the idea cuz they wanted to make it like the like the MCU obviously yeah and then uh, over time obviously it was Zack Snyder kind of being out 
And yeah. then uh, Joss Whedon coming in only momentarily. I think they can see that they're very just sort of disjointed, disconnected. Yeah, what happened there? Because because uh, Whedon came in like he was gung ho for it, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere that died, right? Yeah, I think he inherited uh, a mess of a movie, and then they reshot half the thing. And yeah, they there... didn't give him enough uh, control, right? Which is stupid. I don't want to see if you're going to get somebody like Whedon at the seat, uh, give him the damn movie. Well, and, I mean, you could tell that he didn't have a huge hand in it because how many quips were there really? I mean, there's only, like, a third as many quips as a regular Joss Whedon movie. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, where are the quips? He, he, yeah, narratively, Whedon breathes life into a movie, yeah. I think. I, yeah. It, it's a personal Well, he does. Look yeah. at the first Avengers. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a movie, yeah. man. So, yeah. Well, like, yeah, yeah. All the Avengers have been Fantastic decent or good, things. but the first one was just, it's a timeless film, and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that it was just so goddamn enjoyable to watch. It was just so much fun. So that's, that's, you know, the last one was good. I don't know if I could watch the death of so many Marvel superheroes over and over and over and really enjoy it that much, but I could. the, uh, yeah, you could. Yeah. It was so dramatic. I like, watch, I like watching the, the heroes die. It was so dramatic. So Black Panther's yeah. on Netflix now. I'm probably going to watch that again. Yeah. That there's was my some, favorite there's one. There's some good stuff on Netflix now. Netflix yeah. just came out with a nice little ball bash. It's the last, uh, the last you know go before DC, they lose everything. DC needs to smarten up and know what they need to do. And I seriously think this would help them. They need to get Wolverine. No, they need to take all of their all of their shows oh. and all of their movies that they've got in production, put them all on Netflix. Because Marvel's abandoning yes. Netflix. Yes, yes, that they, would be a brilliant move. Yeah, that'd be really good. That would be that would be the smartest move that they could do right now. Because Disney's pulling all the Marvel content from Netflix. That's true. There's a huge void there now. You're gonna have a whole super. Warner Brothers, hello. Are you listening? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. No we kidding. just gave you a million dollar idea. No, but like seriously, though, like everyone who has Netflix is getting pissed that Disney's just pulling all the all the hero content. Right. Those who like the hero content. Yeah. Obviously, there's other stuff on well, Netflix. I think yeah. there's a lot of people watching that stuff on Netflix. Yeah, who there didn't are. see it in the theaters? Yeah. Yes. So like, with that, there's a void gone there. If DC can make even halfway decent shows and just put them on Netflix, mm. they're gonna do so much better. True. Very true. Yeah, I don't think there's anything on there right now. But they should keep. Well, the they got whole... the Flash now. Yeah. Well, so I mean, smart. in terms of their movie content, though, I don't think they have Man of Steel, Justice League, anything like that currently no, on not there. Yeah, but it, and I hope that they are making that move because, yeah. like, when I saw the Flash, I was like, damn. Like, I mean, here's the thing though: it's been on Netflix in the states, mm. so maybe I'm, I'm. <laughs> it's, Maybe a bit eye roll or something. Yeah, we don't always reason. get to see what's going on on Netflix in the yeah, States because we are Canadian. They, yeah, yeah they did have Arrow in the Flash. Yeah. Now that I think about it. So maybe they're, they're already, they have a presence, but you're not seeing it in Canada. Well, if they don't, do it in Canada too. Please. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it belongs to us as well. So I was thinking if they wanted the to keep. So if they wanted to keep the current DCU movie universe going, they could introduce Supergirl into the universe. Um. Or someone like her, like someone else popular. Uh, Batgirl, Robin. No, they should do. Teen Titans. Uh, they should. They should pull out all the roots. Uh, they should do a Batman series mm. uh, for Netflix or whatever, like an like a, a TV series. Oh, but, they, they... but they should do it. They should yeah. do. It. They shouldn't focus on Batman though. They should focus on Batman, Robin. Have Robin. Uh, Grow up to the point over each of the seasons. Yeah. He goes into Nightwing. Nightwing becomes his own show. Yeah. As Batman interacts with the other characters, they break yeah. up and have their own show. Just pull what Marvel did, but do it for DC. I also started watching Gotham again. So good. 
Oh, Gotham's I'm really, great. I'm really enjoying Gotham it. Gotham is great. Yeah, yeah. I'm genuinely enjoying it this time around. So I, uh, I've made it further in now than I did last time. So Riddler and Penguin make that show for me. So good. Penguin's amazing. Yes. I don't know who that actor is. The guy's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm extremely impressed. It was actually uh, entertaining because when I was talking with my one friend, uh, Adam, mm. you know. Yeah, I know. Um, he hated it because mm. he was like, this is not the cobble plot that I'm used to. Oh. Uh, which, fair. Yeah, totally. But he kills the role so well. Yeah. Like, it's just like, it's fantastic. Well, the way that he spins his story as a thread throughout the series is, you know, you need me. You know what I mean? So yeah. There's a lot of underworld crime lords and bosses and, you know, the Falcones and the, and the Marconis of the world, right? Yep. Who, and he's it basically, he's, he's saying like, well, no, you need me because I know the underworld, yeah. right? You need my information. You need my head, right? So yeah. it's uh, it's just interesting how that's sort of woven its way through the story so far. Yep. But uh, yeah, pretty brilliant. I'm, I'm really liking it this time around. I, I think it, it's it's got a lot of uh, really cool directions that yeah. it can go. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, like I said, w- watch The Flash. Because I think of all of the DC stuff, mm. The Flash is honestly the best content-wise. Yeah. I really think it is. Yeah. Um, because it feels like a comic book show. Mm. Whereas, like, the Arrow gets gritty and dramatic yeah. at points. And there's that in The Flash, but The Flash is just feels like a comic yeah. book. Speaking of the Flash, I thought one way they could reset the DCU, uh, I believe they already have a Flashpoint film in the works, so they could they could almost use Flashpoint as a way to kind of reset everything are and they get doing new actors. A, are they doing a Flashpoint? Well, it's in, it's in the works. It, it has been canceled officially, so who knows. Flashpoint Paradox, uh, the animated movie, the best DC film. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. It is the best DC film. Uh, like I said, I'm not even a huge fan of The Flash. Mm-hmm. I, I'm becoming more of a fan as I watch the show. That's, uh, that's the one where there's like an all-out war happening between yeah. the Atlanteans and, yes. and... Okay, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I think I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very yeah. cool. Oh, it's very cool. fantastic. So the animated ones are always pretty good, though. So yeah. The Witcher is coming on Netflix. That's why Henry Cavill maybe is out. Who knows? But we'll that, see what happens. If there's anything, that's probably the bigger one. We'll see um, what happens. But that, so, that I'm actually really excited to see. Oh, you know what it could be too? Not just that it could be scheduling, but it could also be that they don't want an actor in the role of the Witcher because there's a lot of sex in the Witcher. Oh, buddy. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of sex There in the definitely Witcher. is. That's going to be such a great show. Oh, it's going to be. Yeah. Oh, it's the potential to be amazing. Yeah. It also has the potential to suck absolute balls. It is Netflix. Could go either way. It could go either way. Yeah. Most so I think of the time, I, I, I'm I'm on the side of optimism. Yeah. Are you, have you seen Ozark? Oh, phenomenal. So good. So I mean, good, obviously Jason not, Bateman has a heavy near. hand in that, but... Yeah, but I mean, it's also not even close to what The Witcher is. Oh, but yeah, but I'm just hoping it'll be like that high quality, right? That good yes. writing, you know? Yes. So the, the, would, the plot beats so. that good, you know? It's just, it's such a... And it, the great thing about Ozark compared to other Netflix shows is the stuff that's produced in-house is that there's no point that feels like uh, like slow. Like it wasn't yeah. too many episodes. You know what I mean? So many of their shows end up being just too many episodes mm-hmm. and then there's like slow parts in the middle. But man, Ozark was just... Every episode was just like, oh my god, like what is going on? Yeah. So it was so good. Yeah, the, the, I think that a lot of the shows now are seeing that that's the way they gotta go. Go shorter seasons. Yeah. But fill it with content. Don't do the filler arcs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Oh, speaking of, uh, the first images of the, uh, set shooting for Star Wars, the Favreau stuff. 
Yeah, Gummies. yeah. I mean, something to look at and be excited about. Right. But they're, but they're they're obviously leaking this stuff, giving tidbits. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, what else? Something else. Episode uh, 9 rumor? I heard one this week. There's been a couple. Yeah, big Luke, one. Luke is the most powerful. Yes, that. that's that's I what like, I heard. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, so what? Okay, there's the adage of, I will come back stronger than you can ever imagine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. But you're still a ghost, You know man. what, though? I'm, I want this. I want it because I want after the last one after eight. I want just a fucking all-out power fantasy. That's what I want. You know, what? I, I want to see my heroes just kicking ass and taking names. You, okay, here's the thing though. That's I, what I want, man. I would be interested to see. It's a little bit gawky if they do this, but I can see them doing it where Luke didn't actually die, uh, and he comes back. It would be interesting if he was because just, the way uh, that it was left was yeah he passed on he died he he. Came to peace Dude, with the what if what if Abrams takes it and is like, no, he's not dead. He just teleported out of there because he just figured a new power or something. Or he just like he ex- he ex- like he became so entwined with the Force that yeah, yeah, he, he can manifest or something. Now. Yeah, he yeah, like, yeah. manifest somewhere. Dude, else. I want that. That's what I want. Yeah, it would be nice to get a to get a proper ending to the character. So in the you know in the comic that's currently going, mm-hmm. so that's post Episode Eight, Poe yeah. Dameron's already been promoted again. Good. Yeah. So yeah. like it's it's already happening, right? They're already they're already resetting things back to the way they were before eight, which I'm extremely excited about. That's good. Yeah. Um, I really want to know what's going on as far as like they've got some characters that they need to worry about. Is uh, are we getting Rose back? Are they gonna f- like give Rose the proper stuff that yeah. she needs? To she's do? gonna be in the movie, and I haven't heard that she's gonna so be she any less. I haven't I haven't heard anything about her not being in it. Mm-hmm. So I'm certain she's in it. That's good. She no like in all seriousness though. I mean, like, and realistically, people... at the end of the last one, there was like ten members yeah. of the rebellion left. Yeah, or exactly. the, the the resistance. And, and I get it. People roll their eyes when it comes to Rose, but like if they give that character the damn time it need, not the time that it needs, but like the directional force that it needs. Yeah, it can be good, but it just it was the that move was. Well, so just let her handled. be the moral compass because that was kind of her role. In How the story really, was was the moral compass. But it wasn't though at first. Yeah. At first she was just diehard resistance. Right. And then and then clearly there were some rewrites because yeah. that character changed mm. dramatically. Yeah. And it's like but they they never even bring up her sister again. Yeah. And which is clearly a huge thing because her sister's now a war hero. Right. So yeah. like yeah, they should focus more on that. Plus, she died under Poe Dameron's command, so they they could have leaned more into that—the fact that that did happen, right? Yeah. But instead, well, they had but instead they had Poe Dameron do something completely different that got him in trouble with Haldo, right? Which is yeah. so goofy. Like yeah, there, there was like, already there was already a plot point in there about him making a very bad decision, and then yeah. and then they had to make another plot point about him making a very bad decision to drive the point. Kind of random for yeah. that, yeah. So ridiculous. Yeah, it w- there anyway. was yeah, there was some stuff. We won't uh, go into it here. We, we, well, we will. <laughs> we will eventually end up there again. But for now, um, let's just hope that uh, Abrams uh, say what you will about him. I think that he does a pretty good job. More, he's, more. He's going to do an extremely good job. I think that it's the bar so low now. Yeah, it's hard for him to not come in and, and do a resounding. Success. It's just tricky to sort of add the things in that you wanted in, like, say, or that you envisioned from the time you did episode seven, right? So I think that's what they're well, really working on And that, that's what I said. Like, they need to make this into a two-part movie. I, I agree. I believe it. I because, agree. Uh, I want a two-parter. But we also, Knights of Ren, where the fuck did they yeah. go? Yeah. It's like, 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 there's so much stuff there. Right. I don't know, man. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be okay. 
I, th- I think JJ is going to finish it off well. Uh, like, like in JJ, you've, you've, I trust. Heard, you've heard my uh, my theory. I think the Empire should come back. I, I agree. Think, I think the Empire needs to come. back. I agree. In canon, they're still there. They are. They're on a core worlds. And uh, and something needs to happen because at this point, the First Order is in all truthfulness and shambles, as yeah. far as we know. Yeah. The books. Another rumor I've heard too stuff, is but... that Snoke is coming back. Okay, here's the thing. That's interesting. Because if Snoke and Luke are coming back, right? Yeah. In their own ways. Because here's... That's that actually interesting, and I could believe that. I could believe that for a couple of reasons. One, could be a clone. That mm-hmm. hasn't really been pulled in the movies yet. Mm-hmm. That was something that was pulled in the books a lot. But we never got the, oh, hey... A but it doesn't need to be a clone, from. because Darth Maul got his lower torso and legs chopped off, and he's still alive. True, he could have just survived. Yeah, but also I think that he could just. Really... Oh, that does show him lying dead on the floor with his tongue out or something. So yeah, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I think that uh, we also like he like if you look at look at Snoke, he looks like he has so much battle damage on him. Yeah, I'm wondering if he is so powerful with the Force that he revitalizes. Hmm. Like yeah, he, if he comes back like yeah. a revenant, could be. Uh, so, like, he'll still be injured, but he'll come back to the point where he can survive. That'd be so sweet if that's well, what he because, was. Because they keep That'd be about, cool. They talk about how powerful he is, yeah. and then he goes down, like, essentially, he goes down like a bitch. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, like... And it's interesting because, like, he was directly connected to Kylo Ren at that point, you know? Yeah. And because he had done the bridge and everything. But, like, he didn't see that Kylo Ren was considering cutting him in half with his own lightsaber. Or with the blue lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. I don't anyway, know. Yeah, there was just yeah. there was some stuff there that obviously needs to be. I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm interested to see where it goes, it, but I know that at, right from the beginning, it's gonna be very fast. It's gonna be very upbeat, very fast because JJ has that that energy. Like think about when yeah. the first time we saw what it was episode seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it was blazing fast. It was super yeah. damn fast yeah. going that the whole time. You needed to sit down and shut For like shut a off. two hour and 15 minute movie, man, that was intense. It was. Yeah. 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 So just, I'm hoping it's like that. Yeah. So It should be. So getting into another universe also being done by Disney. Uh-oh. That's the segue. Yeah, you're, you're freaking me out a little bit. Oh, no, Sorry. no. Don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're just going to talk uh, Spider-Man movies because Venom comes out this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll just kind of blaze through them here real fast. We won't make it too terribly long here and painful. So, But I thought we could go through the, the history of the Spider-Man films and yes. kind of talk about uh, the high points, the low points, uh, kind of what happened in there that led up to Homecoming and Marvel obviously getting a hold of Spider-Man again. Uh, yeah. We'll kind of start with, uh, I don't know if you realize how far Spider-Man on film goes back. Take a guess. You're talking about the animated stuff, too? It could be animated, live action. How far back do you think it goes? Oh, um, it goes back to, like, the... Shit. It goes back to, like, the 60s, isn't it? Close. So, so CBS first produced a made-for-TV Spider-Man film in 1977. Oh, I was way off then, really. But okay, seventy-seven. Well, but okay. Spider-Man comes from the '60s, so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And which, so this ultimately kicked off the Spider-Man television series, starring one Nicholas Hammond. So he was the original Spider-Man that you see, yeah. uh, like sort of memes and stuff online about. Yeah. Uh, the series ran for a whole of thirteen episodes until its cancellation in 1979. Thirteen episodes didn't last long. <laughs> Two years and thirteen episodes, really? Back then? Yeah, man. Yeah. Back then? Yeah. I know. Okay. 
A lot of well, I mean, it wasn't great, right? So. Oh, speaking of series, uh, this is a quick, 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 quick yeah. segue. Uh, My Hero Academia got uh, confirmed for season four. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, the movie's out in North America too, and the movie made two million bucks on its first that. weekend, I heard which that is had a massive turnout. Extremely cool. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Good news for future of uh, anime and cinema. There's so much good anime out there. People yeah. just don't know about it. Yeah. Yeah, My Hero Academia is certainly at the top. I actually right haven't now. watched it yet. Yeah. I'm watching it. I think I'm starting. Night. I need I to watch, watch it. Tonight. No, tomorrow. I think I'm you haven't started tomorrow. it. Is it on Netflix? I feel embarrassed to say that. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Okay, because I was going to say we watched the first episode before you go. It's on the internet. Oh, the interwebs. <laughs> I know about that. Uh, so Spider-Man was then at that point sold to Sony's Columbia Pictures Entertainment in 1985. So nothing really happened between 1979-1985 for Spider-Man and film. And then uh, he was sold at this time. Get this: the property was worth 10 million dollars at that point. Adjusted for inflation, it would be worth $23.4 million today. That's nothing. That's so Isn't that crazy? For, for Spider-Man? What a deal. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, and you'll know why very shortly, because we're about to get into uh, some of the crazier yeah. stuff that happens. So it, it gets massive takes starting its next outing. But what's wild is they sit on the property for a very long time. So in the meantime, you do have the Spider-Man animated series. So there's yeah. one that was in well, the 80s, and then there was the 90s one as Yeah, well. because uh, the Sony, I think, is under contract by Marvel to produce at least one movie every four years. Yeah, that would make sense. Like or they lose the title. Yeah. Like, they will lose the idea. They must have got around it by doing the cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. I think they did. So Because, uh, because that's, that's true for... I think almost all superhero movies mm. now, the franchise, Marvel's like, hey, you make the these movies or we're taking it back. Yeah. Which is now Disney too, right? Yeah. So they obviously want them back now. Well, that makes sense. They, they should keep it going. And the animated series was actually pretty good from what I remember. Mm-hmm. So the 90s one. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Aerosmith did the theme song for that. Of course. Pretty badass. So we won't get too much into that one here, but Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire era film started in 2002. Yeah, we, with... did, uh, we did cover those a bit too. Well, we talked about the the games last time, yeah. and I said I was going to save the films for this time. Right, so we got some got good it, deets yeah. on these, and then uh, and in, in honor of Venom coming up here, which Spider Man right. will not be featured in allegedly. So he's going to make a cameo. I hope so. I'm sure. Yeah, or maybe they maybe they have like a Miles Morales cameo. That'd be nice. That would be so trippy. Apparently, Morales comes in the game at some point. Interesting. In game. He is going to be featured in the animated film coming up too. That looks amazing. It does look really good. That looks so good. Yeah, so they show Miles Morales, Spider Gwen, and yeah. an older Peter Parker in that. Yes. Like a mature Peter but Parker. But I think that that's, uh, yeah, no, in the game, I think nearish the end ish. Yeah. Um, Morales. That's awesome. Uh, is introduced because the, the, there's obviously going to be another uh, game on this yeah. iteration because it did so goddamn well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully, co op. I would love to see Miles Morales' main character in one of them. That'd be so cool. I'm hoping for co-op. Yeah. Parker and Morales. That'd be great. That'd That'd be be great. So 2002 Spider-Man featured J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. (laughs) Tobey Maguire, obviously, as as Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson. Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn, a.k.a. Green Goblin. And James Franco as Harry Osborn. Yeah. 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 Um, Willem Dafoe... Defoe is always good. Like the, he was sort of a, I don't know, sort of, his costume was interesting. It was. Yeah. So it was a sort of a flight suit Green Goblin. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was good. Yeah. The, I mean, the, I mean, it looked like Green Goblin. It was just like, they're trying to do a modern take, but it was like an ultra modern take, right? Yeah. It was like this, it's like disgustingly like, modern. Almost like bleeding edge sci-fi. Right. Right. Modern take, yeah. And then, so it had a, it actually had a massive cast. I mean, these are all great actors. Um, 
I think especially like getting Willem Dafoe for the first one to kind of kick it off was a big yep. deal, right? Yep. To do a, a villain in a superhero film. I liked uh, Dr. Octavius in those movies. Oh, yeah. We're gonna get to oh, we'll get to that, that, yeah. So what, what killed me about this one for its day, it was just, it was brilliantly marketed. It had a great sort of tie-in theme song, right? It had the lead yeah. singer from uh, Nickelback and then yeah. Josie from whatever band he came from yeah, doing yeah. doing a song together about, you know, heroes will save us, something, something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and it was just, it was marketed so brilliantly. And, and I thought it was such a cool thing. Um, so the first one was actually written by David Kep, who also wrote the original uh, Jurassic Park and also wrote the original Mission Impossible. All good movies. All in all first ones in their series, yes. right? So it featured a narrative voice that, that went missing as soon as Spider Man two released. So which is one thing I really liked about the story in Spider Man one was the You're narrative all the voice. The narrative voices, eh? Yeah. 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 Well I think especially for superhero stuff and fantasy stuff, it that's the way to tell the story the best. Is is a narrative voice or first person perspective. Interesting. Yeah. I really I really like that. So for me, uh, it's the narrative voice that made the first film so good in, in the Raimi trilogy. I really like that. Um, yeah, the biological webbing was strange in the first one. That was kind of a departure, because in the comics, yeah. he always had the, the web shooters and created yeah. his own webbing cartridges for them. Uh, the CG was very solid for its day, although many of the scenes of Peter Parker swinging or Green Goblin flying wouldn't hold up to today's standards. Um, yeah. Especially, it just looks very sort of... Gamey. Yeah, 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 for its day. It was definitely good, though. Uh, filmed, it was actually filmed before 9-11, uh, so it actually had a trailer initially, uh, and ad posters with the Twin Towers featured on them, and there was actually, yeah. uh, like a helicopter on webbing stuck yeah. in between them, so yes. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but then they all had to be edited out yes. in post, right, yep. so after 9-11, yep. yep. so they had to take the Twin Towers completely out of the movie, and they weren't prominently featured in the film, so I think they even yeah. had to do some reshoots, actually, afterwards because they of it, yeah. yeah, so pretty wild, it pretty was pretty, wild. uh, it was pretty close, yeah, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's nuts because they were they were definitely filming all that summer yeah. uh, in the lead up, right? So this was the first film to pass a hundred million in its first weekend box office ever. Yeah, ever. So pretty big deal. It went on to gross almost eight hundred and twenty two million unadjusted. Uh, adjusted would put it close to get this one point one five billion and above Spider Man Homecoming's eight hundred seventy four million. If I recall correctly, Spider Man was kind of the first of the big superhero. Yeah takeoffs right yeah. and then following that it was iron man yep and then uh in, in terms of the big takeoffs that were also darker batman begins batman. did okay but dark knight was huge the, yeah yeah it did 800 million for its day so. well also it was around the controversy of we had lost ledger yeah when it was about to release yeah it seems like movies where they have a prominent actor who's recently passed away they seem to do pretty well in the box yeah. office so that furious seven uh stuff like that with paul walker yeah walker so they yeah. tend to take off so Spider-Man 2 came along then, so it was 2004, Alfred Molina as one Dr. Octopus. Yeah, I uh, I thought that was a great iteration of Doc Ock. It was. He was um, good. Yeah, because he, he didn't feel like he was the villain for no. a lot of it either. He was just like in a shitty position. Yeah. And uh, then of course, like the obviously the, the way that they had it was the AI of his uh yeah, he uh, wanted to arms. further his own technology, but yeah. then when he when he put the arms on himself, obviously the AI took over and he kind of lost yeah. it. But yeah, really, really good movie. Over, I remember really liking Spider Man Two. This also had the very famous uh, train scene where uh, Peter Parker stops the train from going off the tracks, the L train, yeah. and then uh, everybody sees that he's like a young guy, and the guy makes the comment like, "Oh, he's just a kid." Yeah, you know, and then and then they all say they aren't going to spoil 
uh, his identity. Yeah, but this was 2004, that. before cell phones were so prominent. Nowadays, that would be all over YouTube yeah. before you know it. Like, yeah, nobody, nobody would have that. Yeah, that, yeah. That, oh, yeah, don't worry, we won't spoil it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we're totally going to spoil your identity. Yeah, 100%. So, but back then, I guess people were cool, and they won't spoil your secret identity. Yeah, now yeah. it's, uh, screw you, man, it's going up on my YouTubes. Very different now. Very different. It's going to be all over Insta. Yeah, Insta tweet, done. All over. Insta, Insta, Insta tweet book. <laughs> it's the new hit social network, man. Uh, so that happened. Instantly snapped your tweet. Doc Ock wore a duster and goggles. He did. Bet you don't remember that. I do, actually. You do remember that? that? Oh, yeah, okay. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I do actually remember that. Um, so the first six days of this film grossed 180 million. In its run, it grossed 783 million unadjusted, or 1.04 billion adjusted. So first two films adjusted over a billion dollars so far. Yeah, each. So Huge. extremely impressive. Spider-Man Threes. This is the last of the Raimi films. Came in 2007. Had Thomas mm. Hayden Church from TV show Wings and film Sideways as Sandman. Who yeah. apparently was now the man who really killed Uncle Ben and Peter Parker's just yes. not finding out. That's how they did the story. So yeah, they did a little bit of a retro shoot. Yeah, yeah, because they just had to get another enemy in there. Yeah, and, and they then Peter to actually feel like he wanted to take this guy down. So this film, though, you could tell this this film really fell prey to studios trying to be involved in yep. the writing and well, filming process. The, the whole problem with Venom. Venom. Yeah, so Venom wanted, was extremely shoehorned in because he wanted uh, originally he wanted um, Sandman, the Lizard, yeah, Doctor, can't remember his name, Lizard. Yeah, this is just Lizard Man. The li- Lizard was supposed to be in it, and also the Vulture. Yeah, yeah, and then interestingly, Sam Raimi's script was then adapted for the Amazing Spider-Man, which we'll talk about in a minute here. Yeah, so including the Lizard, so but Lizard didn't make this one. It was Sandman. It was. A version of Green Goblin that was supposed to be Green Goblin, but really turned out it was to be a like Hobgoblin. Yeah, but he turned off like surfboard ninja. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I call him. That was a really shitty adaptation. It was pretty rough. And that was James Franco making yeah. that turn. Uh, Spider-Man did wear the black costume. He did have the symbiote for a portion of it. Yep. And then he lost it. It was That was kind of shoddy, too. Yeah, the whole thing was, yeah. It was just not well done. But I think they mostly did that storyline just for the marketing. Because the marketing yeah. was very, very heavy black spider suit. Yeah. And then uh, there was the, the very cringy dance sequence. Oh my god! That has gone down in history. Oh, very very cringy. He's like dancing down the street. He's point he's pointing the fingers like the finger guns. Oh he's pointing god. the finger guns at girls. It was so embarrassing to watch. It was rough. Um, I am interested to see if they do Venom and like the movie does well and they're gonna get Carnage in there eventually and also. There's another one. Maximum Carnage. That's what I want to see. Yeah, but there's Carnage, but there's another symbiote that's going to be prominently featured. Not Venom, not Carnage. I don't know who it is. The girl? Toxic? Something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll have to look it up here. Um, not important. But I'm going to be interested to see when that intermingles with spider One thing, though, I'm watching the trailers for Venom. I'm not liking that they call it symbiote rather yeah. than symbiote. Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they do shit like that, man. It really bothers me. Somebody on set has got the, the the final say. It's just some asshole. It's just some asshole. Let's call it what it is. It is yeah. so. Uh, so that was Spider-Man 3. Not the asshole, but the symbiote. <laughs> and the Venom that was played by... Uh, oh, what was his name? Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. So they found the oh scrawniest dude. Yeah, I know. That was ridiculous. Yeah, I know, man. It was rough. 
It was rough. I don't even know if uh, if uh, Hardy is going to be a good Brock, to be honest. But I mean, I'm giving him better for the doubt. With I his, mean, Hardy does a great job anyway. So he has like, like an absurdly thick, like Bronx accent yeah. in this, <laughs> which I guess we'll see how it turns out. I don't know. I mean, that's fine. That's supposed to be kind of more or less where uh, Eddie kind of would have that. But like at the same time, it's just like I hope it's going to be good. I yeah. hope it's going to be good. Yeah. Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man 3 also had the infamous love quadrangle oh, featuring God. Peter Parker, Harry Osborn, Mary Jane, and Gwen Stacy, then played by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Yeah. She was good in the role. I remember her being good in that role. Yeah. But she's a good actress, so. Um, they're very surface-level romances throughout. Uh, there's the finger-pointing scene, the finger-gun scene. Oh, my God. When he was... Dark Peter Parker because of the symbiote. The emo hairline. So goofy. Uh, the box office uh, opening weekend of $381 million yeah. worldwide, which is absolutely massive for its day. Uh, $890.9 million adjusted at $1.08 billion. So again, all three of these films adjusted at over a billion in yeah. ticket sales, which is pretty impressive. This film was really bad. I only ever saw it once. Yep. Uh, visually, it looked good. Yeah, graphically it was fine. I'm just thinking, like you know, of the of the Sandman battle toward the end, and they're fighting like the large Sandman and the surfboard ninja, and they're just swinging. I don't know. Yeah. It was just it was rough, man. It was just rough. I'm just gonna move on from that because I don't want to think about it. Uh, Andrew Garfield series. Uh, so he did two of these. First one was Amazing Spider-Man. I actually enjoyed them. They're they're, they're good. They're good. Uh, he was a good uh, Peter Parker as well. So this this came out in 2012. Um... I don't agree with that. I did. He was very quippy. There's so many quips. Quippy. Um, but Peter Parker, I, I've always seen him as more of the, more of kind of like what we're having now. Yeah. It's more science. Heavy, yeah. heavy on the science. Very awkward character. He was also a grown man playing a high school student. That's true. A little bit weird. Yeah. Emma Stone, grown woman, playing a high school student. Yeah. Yeah. So was, that took me out of it when I saw it originally. Actually, yeah. uh, so the lizard uh, was played by Reese Ifans, and he was prominently featured in this. Yep. Lizard was a good enemy; they did a good job with him because yep. he was still smart and sciencey, even though he was a large yep. lizard creature man. Yep. It was originally supposed to be Spider-Man Four from the Raimi series of films, but they adapted the script uh, to use yep. it as uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Made seven hundred fifty-eight million worldwide, eight hundred thirty-one million adjusted for inflation. So Spider-Man: Homecoming actually did better than this film, which mm. is kind of good to know. And then uh, I thought it was, you know, overall pretty forgettable. I'd watch it again, though. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally watch enjoyable. it again. They're not, They're not, like, meh. I remember the action was really good in this one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Remember this one, right? Yeah, this was the one with uh, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, is Electro. Oh, my God. The most cringy enemy ever, yeah. man. Oh, it was so overplayed. So overplayed. Maybe not his fault. But the character was written extremely poorly. Yeah. Uh, the film really leaned into too much into like, I don't know, like electric sound effects as music. So yeah. they're like battling, and there's like electric sound effects that are happening, but it's also music, and it was just like, yeah. what is happening? Like it was so like, eh. it was just too much. Like it was just meh. No, it was that, like playing that, a video game. That didn't even really bother me so much. It was just like it. It felt like it was just a missed opportunity. Like there's something that was missing substance wise from that movie. Yeah. So here's the crazy thing. This was a screenplay written by Roberto Orki and uh, Alex Kurtzman. Yeah. Who have also done several other scripts. In fact, I'm going to read a couple off to you here. It's going to be two seconds. So these guys have teamed up on a lot of great scripts. Bear with me. I'm sorry. 
It's fine. This was supposed to go a lot more smoothly. Yeah. Yeah, so get this. Uh, Team-ups. Star Trek reboot. So yeah. they did. Uh, they wrote the first two Star Trek films for the reboot. Okay. And Roberto Orki actually worked on the third one. Uh, so both of those I thought were pretty good. They were okay. I didn't like the second one too much, but yeah, the first one was good. They co-wrote Eagle Eye together, which is a decent film. Yep. The Proposal, Sleepy Hollow, Transformers, so much. Sorry, uh, Watchmen. Nice. So they did the script revision for the Watchmen, uh, which obviously the goal of the Watchmen movie film was to keep it as close to the original content as possible. Yep, they went uh, so far as to do end. frame for frame. Yep. Yeah, but they did twist the end, but they explained why they did that, and I actually agreed. Yeah, I, I agree with the two. And then Mission Impossible 3, which is kind of the redemption of the series, because Mission Impossible 2 was the one with... Uh, oh my god, 2 is so bad with John Woo. That was John Woo. Yeah. yeah. yeah oh was, my god. It was supposed to be because better. John, because John Woo usually, in my mind, does a great job, but... I, w- I recently watched two yeah. again, and I was like appalled. I forgot it was that bad. Yeah. Three picked it back up, yeah. thankfully, very well. Yeah. Um, and then four, which was what Rogue Nation. No, the five was Rogue Nation. Four was the one where he climbs the Burj Dubai. Which one was that? I don't remember who the enemy was in that one. Are you sure that it wasn't four? That seems like that was four. No. Three, three was the one that had, um... And the newest one, Six, is Fallout, which I haven't seen yet. But Fallout I, looks really good. I want to see I, it. I, I do, too. I've heard, yeah. I've heard good things. Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, they did. Mission Impossible 3. Uh, the Island, which was a decent film. Good I like script, that anyway. I like that one. That was good. The original Transformers. They co-wrote on Xena Warrior Princess and Hercules Legendary Journeys under Sam Raimi, interestingly enough. Well, he was the one who produced that. So these guys, they, they wrote they wrote for Alias with J.J. Abrams, uh, the series Fringe. Man, these guys were all over the place. Fringe, such a good and then and then the same two guys who did all that also somehow managed to write Spider Man, The Amazing Spider Man Two. Yeah, that was the point I was trying to make this Wait, whole time. Hold on a second, you've seen Fringe, right? Uh, a long time ago, but yeah, I remember seeing all a lot of, of that. I uh, I don't remember. Worth rewatching. It was a long time ago. I think I've seen it two or three times. Really? Yeah. It's not a long series, is it? A mm, couple seasons. It was on Sci-Fi in the yeah, States? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's worth your time. I'll take another look. So, so many team-ups, though, between those guys and, and JJ. And, uh, yeah, yeah, very interesting. Friends, probably. Kind of turned out that way. Uh, it's interesting because the movie wasn't that great, but it was also spoiled ahead of time. You remember why? No. Did you read this? So it was spoiled during the production uh, because Gwen Stacy was wearing an unmistakably similar outfit as the character did in the Night Gwen Stacy Died comic story arc. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. And, that, and that was the onset image that got released. Yeah. Which was actually a mistake. Yeah. And that was that was a, a quote unquote leak. Uh, but obviously everybody who saw that knew that, oh, well, Gwen Stacy's going to die in this one. Yeah. So no, yeah. it was funny because it was a. Yeah, you're right. It was a quote unquote leak, but somebody actually dropped the ball on that leak and yep. didn't pay attention to costume. Yeah. And that was actually a problem. Well, and that's the problem is a lot of the people who work on these don't know what all the comic lore looks like. So yes. someone obviously chose that outfit it because pers- it was like yeah, yeah. the comic, and then the PR person didn't know. Didn't realize it. Yeah. yeah. Talk to someone. On set. So the film yeah. was basically spoiled before it even came out. Uh, I don't recall, did I write down the box office on that one? I, I did know. not, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man Homecoming, 2017. So the redemption of the series. So this is Sony and uh, Let's Marvel 
you know, Disney borrow the character. Yes. First featured in Captain America Civil War storyline. That was a great introduction for Spider-Man into yes. into the MCU. Uh, so obviously under the tutelage of uh, Tony Stark. Stark. Yep. yep. Really good. So Tom Holland is Spider-Man, who's awesome. He's a really good Spider-Man. Obviously, they're going back to the young, super young Spider-Man. Yes. Spider-Boy. So the high school story arc was good. Kind of compared to like a John Hughes film, coming of age film. Yeah. Yeah, pretty good. Michael Keaton is the Vulture, so Vulture finally gets to make his appearance. So good. Yeah. yeah. So good. Michael Keaton is always good it's as true. flying... Birdman. So I did see that, by the way. Bird, Birdman, Batman. He's always good as flying things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Birdman was a great movie, though. Yeah, it was a really good movie. Uh, it has a story that drew on Avengers 1 and a harvesting of the leftover Chitari tech yep. after the Battle of New York. And then uh, Zendaya was also in this. She did a good job. It's the first movie I ever saw her in, but there was kind of some hum around her being featured in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tony Stark cameo, RDJ. It was yep. a good cameo. Fun fact, Robert Downey Jr. made $10 million for his appearance at Homecoming, <laughs> really? and he had only about 15 minutes of screen time. That's hilarious. It's probably like one day of filming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, one or two yeah. days. So 10 million bucks. Cool, clean, easy. And then coming up soon, Spider-Man Far From Home. Yep. Currently in production. So if anybody doesn't know this yet, spoiler alert, Peter Parker's really not dead in the MCU. They're bringing him no back. No way. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. Don't yeah. say. <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. Can people die in a movie and they so, come back to life? Yeah, so Spider Man was obviously also featured in Avengers 4, uh, or I'm sorry, Avengers 3, and soon Avengers 4 as well, probably. But uh, when Thanos killed half of all people in the universe, Peter Parker was one of those people. So yep. very dramatic, very tough way to go. Um, um, I would have actually, I would have had so much more respect if they had all of the characters that died have the people who kind of replaced them mm-hmm. come back, come in. And, and take over their shoes and then leave them dead. Mad respect. If they That'd be that. pretty cool for, like, say if they killed Tony Stark and brought the new Iron Person, and then same yeah. thing for Captain America. The new Captain America comes in now. That would yeah. be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like that. Or Thor. There's just been many Thors as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, could do that. So, it's currently filming now Spider Man Far From Home. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Kobe Smulders uh, were spotted on the Far From Home set. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is on board as Mysterio. Really? Yes, sir. Oh, Dylan Hall yes, as Mysterio. Sir. That's gonna be phenomenal. And then, did you did you actually see Nightcrawler? By the way, yes, I did. Oh. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal film has Why nothing not? to do with the Marvel character. No, no, no. That's no, how they got me in the door. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, but kidding. Night, that is a dark, great movie. It was though. a really good movie. Like as an actor, what a phenomenal. Yes, yeah, so the film was like the sort of overarching plot was about. It takes place in L.A., and it's about these guys who arrive. They're always out searching on police scanners and stuff, trying to find, yeah, find like, a crime in progress or an accident. Yeah. So they could be the first on set. News rats. Yeah, it's right? news rats, yeah. So they could take pictures to sell to the big news organizations, yeah. right? So basically, photogs. And yeah. uh, he played one of them. And it was a really dark, pretty good film. I liked it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah really good film. And then, um, so Far From Home is said to pick up mere minutes after Avengers 4. So Avengers 4 maybe ends on another cliffhanger? Who knows? God damn it. Yeah, who knows? But it sounds like everyone's coming back. By maybe the maybe I meant to write mere minutes after Avengers 3. I don't recall now. Oh, it's been so long since I wrote shit. it. 
But no, that wouldn't make sense because this comes out after Avengers 4. Yeah. So it makes sense that it picks up minutes after Avengers 4. I really want to know what happens to Ant-Man. Yeah, I, he's... Dude, from all the rumors I'm reading about Avengers 4, he's going to play an extremely prominent role. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to have a lot to do with uh, the Quantum Realm and... How does he get the fuck out of there? I don't know. It, but what's weird is he did it the first time. But now he's more quantum than he was before, I yeah. guess. So maybe that's why. Well, we'll see. Good luck, Scott Lang. Good luck. That, so, was, a, that was a great movie. Too. Oh, the so new, good. The new Ant-Man was good. So good. So it has a July 5th, 2019 release date. So that's about a month after, month and a couple weeks after Avengers 4. Uh, the upcoming animated Spider-Man is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which comes out this December. So that's actually the next Spider-Man that, film in general. I'm going to be seeing that yep. as soon as it comes out. So d- viewer beware, it is fully animated. It is a cel-shaded slash comic book don't, look and feel. Don't beware, get there. Go see it. Oh, no, it I'm going to see it. so good. I'm telling the people listening, because they might be expecting some Tom Holland. No, 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 it looks good. It looks so good. So the trailers are out there, whatever movie yeah, I saw. Yeah, watch the trailer. It was all recently. What movie did I see recently? Ant-Man I saw a movie, no. It. Oh, it did it? Yeah. I saw something since then, no. Animated film. Saw it with the nieces and nephews. Hotel Transylvania 3. Anyway, I saw the trailer there. Okay. And uh, decent movie, by the way. Fun for the kids. Yeah. And uh, the the trailer looked decent. Yeah, it showed Spider-Gwen, Miles Morales, and Peter Parker. But he's like a mature Peter Parker, like yeah. a 30s. Mm-hmm. So no more high school Peter Parker, which I like. And uh, this is principally a Sony production. So it doesn't really fit into the MCU anywhere. No. Uh, however, I think they're going to introduce a lot of good ideas that the MCU could pick up on. Yeah. So say if they release it and it turns out, oh, people really love Spider-Gwen, right? Mm-hmm. Why not have a Spider-Gwen in the MCU, right? Yeah. Great character. So mm-hmm. And then you don't have to kill Gwen Stacy, necessarily. So. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that's the way they go. And I think Miles Morales is going to pick up. But you know what I want to see is I want to see goddamn ghost rider in, oh, a good in, ghost rider in the yeah. mcu no yeah. no have you seen no because you haven't watched agents of shield yet i haven't Robbie and you, you've told me that he's thing. awesome in it oh it's and so i've yet good. to see it if they don't use him for the next ghost rider thing i'm gonna be so disappointed i'm gonna be so Are you gonna disappointed burst into flames yeah and ride a bike of anger and chain yeah. with people no, but he did such a good job. Yeah, as the as the new. Ghost they never Rider. do. They never use the the. Well, he is such I, a... I mean, the movie people. So like, Kobe Smolders obviously his his crossover. Yeah, it's her character in Agents of Shield yes. from Avengers, right? So, yes, they could do it. I want I would love to see some Agents of Shield actual characters make an appearance in a Marvel movie. Yeah, um, because I mean, like. Some of the supporting cast, fine, no, whatever, sure, they can stay as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but to see maybe, like, Reyes, uh, Robbie Reyes, and uh, and to see Quake yeah. would be great I know, I know it's a lot to ask, but I, I'm i not sure if I understand why it's a lot to ask of mm-hmm. these shows, to just and, and Marvel, of, like, including more characters in the TV shows or even, like, the Netflix shows. Like, I, I don't understand why. Like, there's just, they, there's too much red tape. Keeping everything from crossing two, over. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be more. Because yeah. it would just, I don't know, it would be so much more engaging. Yeah. It would be so much It would better. just be nice because they have referenced, you know, the Hulk and the Battle of New York and stuff in the Netflix shows. Yeah, like why is there not like an episode where yeah. they're in there for like even like five, ten minutes? Why, why not just one episode where, you know, Tony Stark comes and gives what they're doing some context and why they have to have 
sort of this this street level battle with the gangs and mm-hmm. the different boroughs of New York City and stuff. Like I, I'd be really interested in sort of getting a little bit more context for that in the Netflix series, and that that might make it just that much better. You yeah. know what I mean? To give it that kind of credibility, and certainly Netflix can afford it. You know what I mean? They're dumping billions of dollars into shows every year, so why yeah. can't you pay you know Robert Downey Jr. T- another ten million bucks? Yeah. To show up in an episode of Daredevil and just be like, you fight, you fight down here, and you take these guys on, and, and we'll do the big stuff, you know, or whatever the case may be, you know yeah. what I mean? Just, you know, it doesn't have to be like that, but just whatever. But it's disappointing they haven't done that. So big missed opportunity on their part. Yeah, I gotta finish this beer. Uh, yeah, I, I chewed through the last of mine there for a second, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be nice to see those kind of things, but yeah, what are you gonna do? Such is life in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Oh, that was a good beer. Well, that's it for episode 18 of Ronan Kikafish Podcast. Oh, the beer's done. We're done the episode. <laughs> that's it, man. That's it. That's I it. gotta end it now. Yeah. So you can find us, of course, at Ronan Geekery on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ronan Geek News. You can find us on pretty much everywhere you find podcasts except for Spotify because I said to reapply for Spotify because for some reason we're still not on there yet. Third time I've applied for it. So... And they don't really communicate back. It just sort of shows up one day. So yeah. you have to kind of go and look. Uh, that being said, we are available pretty much everywhere you get your podcast. Uh, the Twitter is really blowing up, though, recently. Okay. Yeah, so so if you get a hold of us anywhere, the Twitter is the easiest place. Uh, you can always email us, ronangeek.com at gmail.com. And uh, this is Alex Austin signing off. And Rob. Rob. All right, guys. <laughs> See you next week. Thanks. Bye.